anything that gives you a badge just because a computer tested it and said you're good to go, those badges really don't do anything if they don't have individual people testing in the background. Look into companies that offer accessibility testing with live humans. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. But before we go to the podcast, my name is Peter and I'm your host. I'm an SEO myself. I help internal and external teams in companies, startups, and agencies move their SEO a step forward. If you're looking for an SEO audit or help with your SEO strategy, find me at seos.si. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast that brings you the best marketing conference speakers and makes them sum up their presentation in five minutes. My name is Peter and I'll be your podcast host. This is episode number 37. And if this is your first time you're listening, please go back in the library and find the excellent guests that we had in the past, that I had in the past. Um, there's some gold in there because I try to find people who have evergreen content. So there are excellent episodes back there. If you have other people that you can promote the podcast to, I'll be glad if you do that. I'm very glad that I have today's guest on the podcast. Leah, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. How is Lake Superior? It's gorgeous as always, deep blue and angry. <laughs> <laughs> me and Leah, we talked um, before and I'm very in, uh, intrigued by the name of the lake uh, at which she has the office and she was kind enough to show the lake um, from her lake view from her office. Um, Leah, you are uh, the SEO analyst at Aim Clear in Minnesota, US. What are you as a company and what do you do there? Um, we are a digital agency company, um, award winning. We love our US search awards. Uh, we do everything from web development to paid and, of course, SEO, like. I do. And then also with SEO, we roll in accessibility and work between the teams to make sure that we're checking things like contrast and alt text and all of the things from um, the ad side to the web dev side. And for you personally, why SEO? SEO, I kind of fell in love with almost 20 years ago. Uh, it was really, I worked for a company that built websites for um, dealerships that sold uh, power sports. And I just really fell in love with the idea of helping those small business owners get found and sell product. And um, when I figured out how to move the needle, it was really exciting. And then I started leading a team and that's what we did. And then after that, um, Aim Clear was like the next big challenge because I wanted to see what else I could do. So mm -hmm. apply. And what do you do in Aim Clear? What are the things that you do daily and what are your favorite things to do? Um, I do SEO. Uh, so, you know, SEO. <laughs> and also work with accessibility to make sure that the stuff we put out is uh, accessible to as many people as we can. Um, and that's what I spend most of my day doing. I really love it when we have a site that is not performing come in and I get to take it by the reins and 
make it show up and help meet goals, you know, mm. sell stuff, find dealers or find leads and that sort of thing. All right. Excellent. I invited you to put up to the podcast because you had a presentation at Brighton SEO, probably my favorite uh, marketing conference. Um, And the presentation was called Digital Accessibility and Compliance, Essential for Users and Good for SEO. Um, Why accessibility? Um, Why did I, why have I chosen to go down the accessibility route? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So short story is um, I had a really good friend that was diagnosed with ALS, which is a neurodegenerative disorder that um, takes your ability to speak and use your arms and things like that. Um, It's horrible. And while we were helping her sell her house and move her mom into assisted living and then help her find a place to live, um, she stopped communicating with us. And it was because things like Facebook's messenger doesn't rotate and things like... um, Twitter doesn't rotate. So she couldn't communicate back and forth in the text messages mm. the way we mm. used to do it. So uh, I started, I was kind of, I was really frustrated and when I when I wasn't being communicated back to and I was trying to help her with things and then realized that it wasn't her, it was the, the software or it was the phone or whatever. But it, for whatever reason, once it was mounted on her, on her uh, wheelchair it, the, and it was mounted at a horizontal so that the fonts were big enough to read, she it literally, things wouldn't rotate. So that mm. was... The starting point. And then from there, I realized how important SEO actually is to accessibility and how they are they are siblings, right? They are brother and sister and you need one for the other and vice versa. Yeah, a lot of basic SEO stuff is actually also a lot of basic accessibility stuff, right? Yeah. And if you actually look at Core Web Vitals, it's accessibility. So if you go through the pieces of Core Web Vitals and what they're asking us to do and how Search Console is notifying us, hey, this is too close together. This, these are accessibility elements right at their core. Um, Google might call it something different, but it, that's what it is. All right, and you can so, see it. Yeah, Leah's presentation is going to get you to be uh, in line with your uh, local laws and it's going to help more people see you and it's going to help you be in line with Google and it's going to help you with Web Vitals and all of the updates that come. So whatever Leah says has to be gold for you. I just Uh, want to open everybody's eyes because a lot of SEOs think the elements aren't as important as they really, really are. With no further ado, here are your five minutes. All right. So my main goal is to change the perception so that SEOs and developers and designers and content creators start thinking that accessibility is about people because a lot of times we get hung up on, um, well, they're not our customers. And that's not the truth. They have wallets, so they're your customers. Um, And we need to make sure that we're thinking about accessibility because like, if we're stateside, we're talking about one in five people Uh, need accessibility when they're using the web. And if you're talking about the UK side, we're talking about 22%, which is a little bit more, right? There's, there's one in five people need to be, need your site or need your app to be accessible so that they can use it easily. Accessibility is really important because it bridges the gaps between physical disability, like location, but also like socioeconomic status, education, language, gender, and so many more things. I can't, the list is endless and accessibility it focuses on people with disabilities or that have a disability, but it greatly benefits everybody around us, including our aging parents, right? 
So it's really important that everybody thinks about accessibility as empowering users to use your stuff. So use your app, use your website. When we go through and we talk about accessibility and everybody's working to get their website to like revolve around Core Web Vitals and getting your site up to speed and making it fast and nimble, um, without considering accessibility, you're ignoring 10 to 15% of the global population. And mm. in an age when we're all responsible for making money or hitting that bottom line, why would you just automatically cut off that many people? It doesn't make any sense. And since we're all in the process of like meeting the Core Web Vitals and making sure that we don't miss any of those potential sales because we're not ranking well, it's the same thing as working into the accessibility into your websites. So yeah, there's there's basically five things to look at. Um, if you haven't started a web accessibility site or information on your site, start by making yourself uh, a accessibility statement and just owning up to the fact that you haven't gotten there. Uh, make sure that you do some tests. Just try tabbing through your website and make sure you can do all the things on your website, like uh, make a purchase, contact us form, things like that. Whatever the main goals of your site or app are, see if you can do it with just tabbing. And then when you get down into that stuff, go use your site on your mobile. A lot of people like test, test, test on their desktop, but they don't actually take their site um, outside and see if it's really easy to see during a sunny day or make sure that everything's easy to click on and nothing's too small or nothing like a pop-up as a, the X isn't off the screen, right? There's like little things like that you can do, but probably the biggest thing is having people with disabilities at your table when you're making a plan. That is the biggest thing I need to advocate for because we, as, um, as, a, as a group, SEOs, we don't know all the things that actually need to be done. And having people that need the assistive technology or need these elements put in place, having them at the table during the planning stage is imperative. And that's it. Excellent. That's it. Like, that's the big one. Like, those are the big things. How do we get people to our table? People that can tell us how they're practically are using our website. I mean, I, I get the idea, but what is the, you've done this a couple of times. What's the most practical way to do it? Um, well, there it, it literally depends on what your budget is. <laughs> uh, as everything, right? You can hire within, right? Hire people within to do testing and to work on your dev team. Um, or work in your SEO team. You mm. can do that. Um, you can also find there are resources out there. There are companies out there that they have testing available and it's beyond the computer. At, at anything that gives you a badge just because a computer tested it and said you're good to go, even the WAVE tool, which is created by the W3C, which is leading the charge in accessibility, that even if you have that, those badges really don't do anything if they don't have individual people testing in the background. So look into companies that offer accessibility testing with live humans that are mm. going to go through your site. That's like a really, that would be beautiful. And when should we involve them? Should that be when we start thinking about new web page, when we start developing it or yes. graphics, wireframes, what is the best time to do that? Right at the beginning, because they're going to have tips for you to help you get started on the right foot, because you can go through the whole website and build it all out. And every website goes over right? Over timeline. Uh, it, just, it just does. There's always something that, oh, we forgot to tell you we needed a whole blog system or, oh, we forgot this. You know what I mean? Or, oh, you know what we really, really wanted? Um, we get those comments after things are already built, right? I, mean, I can right. see you. Right. Every, every SEO or dev person right now is like palm faced, right? They all have had that experience. Mm. Um, so having them at the beginning is really important because retrofitting rarely works. It gets really expensive. 
And at the end of the day, you most of the time end up scrapping the whole thing and starting over. So yeah, at the beginning, at the very beginning, start planning from the beginning and test, test, test all the way through. I sort of feel that if I want to have a very accessible web page, I have to put aside all of the great ideas that my developer had, how we're going to have a unique website, and I have to have the F structure, and everything has to be squared, and the colors have to be four different. How do you answer that? I'm not a dev. I'm definitely an SEO. I can read enough code to be dangerous and a lot of times be like, it's broken somewhere right here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But when you start, our designers, um, they they think about accessibility and color right from the beginning. So Mm. it is. And when I see a a design idea or like the first mock-up, That's the first thing out of my mouth is, is it accessible or all the contrasts? And I'll look at the colors and we'll test them, right? Um, Because the math. Uh, A really good tip right off the bat is go look at your website. If you have gray font on a white background, people that have glasses have a hard time reading that on their mobile phone. Mm. So Mm. skipping gray font, gray font is font spam. And it, it isn't it isn't a good experience for anybody. So black is best. If you're doing a black background, white font is best. Um, make sure that that contrast is there to so that it's very easy to read. Um, but like from those from the beginning onward, you can still do really beautiful sites. Our designers are, and developers are doing really beautiful sites that are accessible because we're starting at the beginning. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably start at the beginning in the same way. Um, yeah. Linking accessibility to SEO. Yeah. How, How do does we... that work? Okay, so accessibility, when you go through the W3's website, so the W3C, um, uh, the World Wide Web Consortium, right? They, they have um, the w3.org forward slash WAI. So WAI, it stands for Web Accessibility Initiative. That part of the website takes you through everything. And accessibility... Um, is related to alt text because mm-hmm. if you have really great alt text that actually explains the image or the reason for the image, that also helps with search, right? We know that. We know that if you do alt text, that images help. We know that Google is moving more and more and more towards image in the SERPs. Mm. So because we're doing more and more image in the SERPs, um, we need to make sure that those images are relevant to the content. Uh, you can do beautiful design elements, but then we just mark them as a null, right? But the things that would rank and would be make sense um, and ask yourself, are my users searching an image search for this content or for this information? Um, and then make sure that your no, uh, alt text is relevant to what they might be searching. Um, that's one. Accessibility relates to SEO through headlines. A lot of people, there's a lot of websites out there where they think that H1 is just to make big, pretty font. And so there's multiple H1s on the homepage. Uh, ABC.go, the ABC News Station's website, that right. entire homepage is nothing but H1s because it's uh, just... It's good for SEO. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's really horrible for people that are going through and doing... Um, they use, like my computer, I have set up to go headline to headline. So, and people using their keyboard to navigate versus a mouse, they, or because like, say they have low vision or no vision, then mm. they would do control um, and H for next headline. And they would pop through and listen to the headlines to get to the story they want to listen to or, or, or read. Um, 
And that those headlines, if they're in improper order, they're sending people all over and it doesn't make any sense and they're going to bounce off your site. Right. And again, remember, it's one in five need accessibility. So you're right, really right. limiting the number of people to your site. So those are just a couple of the ways that it is um, related, but they're pretty big ways. Mm-hmm. Very important. All right. Um, I'm really great when I get, uh, I'm really happy when I get people talk about things that I haven't really um, talked about, talked about, thought about. Thought about, yeah. Uh, yeah. That word. Um, and getting something new to the podcast is great. So, uh, Leah, thank you very much for that. If people want to talk to you about accessibility or SEO, where can they find you? Uh, you can hop on to aimclear.com and reach out through the contact us form and they'll connect us. Um, and that's probably the easiest way. Otherwise, you can find um, me on Twitter, Leah Scudamore. It's just just no H on Leah. It's just L-E-A, three letters. Really easy. Uh, we'll yeah, add that yes. into the show notes so people can yeah. find you there. So yeah. you can find me there too. All right. Excellent. Leah, thank you very much. Do you ever go and swim in the Lake Superior? And may, does that make you superior? It doesn't make me superior, but it is a great time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll do that once. Yeah, please, please come. Please come to Duluth and come hang out at the lake with us. But come like in mid to late June, beginning of July. Because mm, mm. we're still talking snow here right now. So Right, right. See, this is why uh, I was yesterday at the Croatian seaside where we had 20 degrees Celsius. And we were almost able to go to the sea. Uh, mm. But yeah, shorts and stuff. So this is why uh, we go to Croatia. Croatia is great. Um, we're just lamb- rambling. I'm rambling. Leah, thank you very much for being at the podcast. Have a great moment. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.